Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. First things first, happy new year, happy 2022. I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you're still with your boy. I appreciate that. Number two, thank you everybody who has supported the book. It's been absolutely amazing. It's available on Amazon. You can too. Life lessons from my mom's untimely death. So if you haven't got it yet, please go out and get it. Let me know what you think. And if you do have it, please, please, please keep providing me feedback. And if you could go on Amazon and write a review, that would mean the world to me. This episode, we are going to dive into the five big lessons slash principles slash philosophies that I've really adopted in 2021 that allowed me to have so much success this year and which all of which I'm bringing into 2022 and ultimately how you can apply these into your life. I'm going to share with you what they are, give you examples of what they look like. And then from there, really the choice is yours if you want to apply it or not. If you appreciate and you like this episode, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones, it would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. It's all level up time from here, so come with me, y'all. Come ride the train. Get on the rocket ship. It's time to go. I honor you. I appreciate you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Dynamic blessings. Look at that. 2021 is gone. 2022 is here. It's a new year. It's a new opportunity. It's a new year for the podcast, How You Can Too. Getting ready to sneak up on episode 100 soon. This is episode 98. So that's going to be a big celebration. Um, Literally in the nick of time, at the last second in 2021, I had the fortunate opportunity to launch my book and have it ready for sales Super grateful for every single one of you that supported, took the time to go online, buy it. Those of you who have already read it and finished it and given me feedback so far on what you've learned, what you've taken away from it, I appreciate you. It's been a hell of a process and best believe there will be another book coming in 2022. So definitely, definitely, definitely stay tuned for that. What I want to do on this episode is, well, here's why I want to do it first. Every time we get to the beginning of the year, it's this idea that it's a fresh start, a new beginning. There's something about the energy that's in the air of many people being ready to change, being ready to take something on, being ready to grow in their specific way. You know me, I believe We can do that at any time in life. However, right now, beginning of the year, the collective energy of newness, opportunity, and getting after it is as high as it's ever going to be. What I want to share with you in this episode are five major, major principles that I followed or thoughts that I embodied during 2021 
that allowed me to have a ton of success, including publishing the book, making more money than I ever have, impacting more people than I ever have, deepening relationships. All of these things happened as a result of these different principles and rules. And these five things I'm actually taking with me into 2022. So I want to share them with you so that you could use them if you feel like they can benefit you. So let's jump into number one. This is something that I see way too often. There's this nonsense and this lie that anything that happens, whether good or bad, it's somebody else's fault or to their credit. I see a lot of this in the health space where there's a lot of blame placed. I see this a lot in different aspects of personal life. Ultimately, what it does is it has you play small. And I've been here before. This is something I didn't do that I've been practicing now for years that's been helping me, but I really dialed it in this year. And I think it's more pertinent now than it maybe has ever been. But the first principle to me is you have to take 100% responsibility for yourself. In order to be successful, in order to achieve my definition of success, I have to be 100% responsible for my life for my actions, for the words I use, the relationships I get in, the thoughts that I have and how I work with them, all of that is my 100% responsibility. To me, health jumps right into this. Physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health are all individually our own responsibility. Yet the problem is, People want to blame others for when something goes wrong. Oh, no, it wasn't me. I did everything I was supposed to do. It was this person's fault. It's my boss's fault. It's my spouse's fault. It's this political leader's thought. It's the government's fault. Whatever. The minute we place blame, we literally just hand our power over. As a human being, you are capable of a lot. I mean, just look around you. Look at all the people doing all of these crazy, amazing, innovative things. And there's also people doing daily, everyday habits that are probably similar habits that you want to include in your life starting in 2022. So understand that's where you can too comes from. So understanding you can look at all these different people around you or on TV or on Instagram or wherever and say, oh, well, if he can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can too. That's the whole you can too philosophy. However, it starts with taking 100% responsibility, knowing that whatever you're looking to create is only going to happen with your 100% participation. What is responsibility? Simply put, responsibility is your ability to respond. I'm sure in 2021, and still in 2022, there is no shortage of things that happened that you needed to respond to. 
How did you respond? How was your ability to respond? Did you respond in an effective way, in an efficient manner? Something that's aligned to your dream, your goals, how you wanna live your life? Or did you respond in a way that's counterproductive, that's against your dream, that's against your goal? I've been there, I know what that's like. However, getting past that in 2021, it's been an absolute game changer because I'm in a position that I've been able to build up confidence in myself and my abilities. I don't worry about what's going on around me in the sense that I need someone to go do this thing for me. Like I need them to, not that I can't ever get help. I'll be the first person to ask for help if I need it, but I know that anything that I'm asking help for, if need be, I would do it on my own. I could. I have that ability. It might take more time, but I have the ability. So understanding in 2021 how I was able to respond to different things that came up as they came up, having a shift in my work, having to pivot in some of the lifestyle things that I like to do because they weren't available, my ability to respond allowed me to transcend. My ability to respond, taking 100% responsibility for myself, put me in the driver's seat of my life. And you are in the driver's seat of your life, if you decide to be. Because you can easily be in the backseat if you're letting any and everyone else dictate who you get to be in this life, how you show up, and what you can and cannot do. So if you wanna make 2022 the year that you want it to be, a year of growth, a year of personal power, focus on taking 100% responsibility for your life. It starts with you, it ends with you, it's all about you. 100% responsibility. Number two, the second thing that was a huge, huge, huge force of positivity in my life was operating from a specific way of being. The problem that I see is that you might be going out in your life thinking you want something, maybe being 50-50 on if something's gonna work. And because of that, you don't show up powerfully in it. You don't give it everything you got. You're one foot in, one foot out, straddling the fence, not really going anywhere. And I've been guilty of that. What changed in 2021 for me is having certainty knowing that I have all of the information, background knowledge, tools, resources, whatever it may be within me to go get specific task completed. Certainty, going into something knowing that it's going to work, going into something knowing that I'm giving it my best shot and because of that, it's gonna work out fine knowing that I have the ability to create more clients in my business, knowing that I can generate more money, knowing that I can adhere to a specific set of nutrition principles, knowing I can build the relationships that I want, having certainty that I know how to exercise for my body, certainty on how to properly sleep, rest, recover, everything. Operating from a place of certainty allowed things to get done in my life. 
It allowed me to go and take the steps and create the actions without getting caught up in my head about all of these worries and doubts that don't even exist. Zig Ziglar said, and I'm paraphrasing, worrying is making something come true in the future that you don't want to happen. Or it's the fear of something that may never happen. Think about that. When you are worrying, when you're anxious, there is no certainty present. We live in a time right now where a lot of the messaging that we get in media creates a lot of uncertainty. Yet what helped me through that in 2021 was having certainty on who I am, my values, my principles, my truth, what I stand for, all allowing me to be authentic and knowing that I'm always coming from a place of love. I'm always looking to help people myself. I am looking to do the greatest good. That's always where my heart comes from. So if I'm operating from that place, I can put myself in any situation with certainty and not worried about looking weird, not following the crowd, or overall just not being able to do something. If you can incorporate certainty into your life and know because you are a human being, because you have done so many amazing things in your life that you're probably not giving yourself credit for, if you can focus on those two things, you can embody certainty and know that you have everything within you to go do the thing. You have everything within you to go find the information. You have everything within you to go incorporate what you learned. You have what's in you to go get help if you don't know how to do something. Have certainty and watch how your 2022 changes. Number three. And this was probably like the thing I needed to incorporate more in my life, especially in 2021. Not even 20, in my whole life, really. The problem is many people, and I was one of these people, would use this whole idea, this nonsense of having to find out every single little minute detail in order to take action. Every little thing had to be known, because if not, well, then I'm not prepared enough. I can't go do it. Not yet, but soon, once I get all the information. People move slow. Some people don't move at all towards what they're trying to do. And a lot of us move slow. And I had been a slow mover. People all around me could see my potential, what I'm capable of, what I'm doing in the world, give me all this credit. Yet, I was so slow in seeing it in myself. So how did that show up in my life? Well, my podcast would take like five years to come out. My website wouldn't be finished yet. I wouldn't reach out to this brand to go collaborate with. I wouldn't reach out to this level of clientele. All because I was moving slow for no reason. But what changed this year is I started to move fast. And my book, You Can Too, is a perfect example of that. I thought in my head that the book 
me moving fast was going to be completing the book in a year. My goal, June 17th, 2021, was to write the book and be completed by June 17th, my mom's birthday, 2022. And in my head, I was like, ooh, that's fast. So what did I do the first two months? Nothing. Didn't get anything done. It was very reminiscent of the previous three, four, five years of my life when I said I wanted to do something like a book or a podcast or whatever, right? It was slow, it wasn't happening. And then I met my boy Mo Hassan, hired him to coach me through this process and I learned what it means to be fast. And I literally had the book from when I started it to when I officially published it, completed in four months. I literally cut the time down in two thirds of what I thought it was gonna take. And now I have the process where I can create another book just as fast, if not faster, with all that I know and doing it a second time. And now I'm applying that to the rest of my life. Already in 2022, I've reached out to eight brands that I'm gonna collaborate with because I love what they're about. I've been using their products for so long and why not continue to share them and have a situation where everyone wins because the customer wins, the company wins, and I win because I get a, a, a kickback from that. Right. And that allows me to support the show and support the podcast and to grow all of it and to hire people to help me with this to make more of an impact. So I'm starting to see just how easy things are when I move fast. So my invitation to you is to look at your life right now. Think about the goal you have right now in the beginning of the year. Are you moving fast? And for certain goals, say like a weight loss goal. I don't mean moving fast in the sense of, okay, I'm going to drop 40 pounds in two months. Hell no. It's unrealistic. It's unsafe. Someone really wanted to drop that much weight quick, cut off your arm. You'll drop 40 pounds right there. But no, all jokes aside, think about this. If you're a person that's looking to lose 40 pounds, what moving fast would look like is instilling daily habits right away. Drinking more water, walking if you can walk, swimming, doing something active, meditating, eliminating some bad foods, incorporating some good foods, hiring a trainer, learning how to move properly. These are all things that can be started right now. Learning more information can be started right now. That's what moving fast is. It's putting in the work right away. Now for some other projects that are out there, like for me using the book as an example, moving fast is getting things done. It's not waiting and waiting and letting all of my many other projects and tasks and work and things get in the way. Like, no, like I know how to manage my energy. And because I can manage my energy efficiently, I know I'm able to do a lot of things. And when I think about the book and the amount of hours that I put in it total, I can see how someone can take those same amount of hours and spread them out over four or five years because it's moving and starting and continue to be in motion. That's hard. Not the actual time that's put in. So move fast, get started. Think about your goal that you have right now and just move to it. Don't wait. Because the slower you move, the more discouraged you get 
the more likely you are to just go back to whatever you were doing. And whatever you were doing before wasn't good enough to you. Because you said it wasn't. So have some urgency, move fast, and know that it's possible now. Number four, big one. See, there's an issue of understanding. There's things that you can control and there's things that you can't control. In my view, in my perspective, life experience, what I've seen is you might not be putting enough time and energy in the things you can control and you're putting way too much time and energy in the things you can't control. And when we talk about the controllables, what can you control? You can control the way you relate to your thoughts, you can control your words, and you can control your deeds, your actions, right? Anything outside of those three, you have no control over. You have no control over what other people are doing, other people are saying, other people are believing, what the media says, what anybody says or does. No control over it. Yet, you're always going to have control over what you focus on. Thoughts, words, deeds. That's it. If you can put the majority of your time, energy, and attention on the things you can control, you will constantly be getting things done. You will constantly be in the driver's seat. You will constantly be achieving what it is that you want to achieve. But that's not what the point is in terms of controlling what you can control. It's part of it. What it truly comes down to, and what I've realized, is that suffering is a choice. When I say suffering, it's just this idea of like feeling all of this mental, emotional, or physical pain and agony over a situation or something that's going on. And a lot of the suffering that I see is in the mental, emotional space. It's all based on the thoughts and now the emotions that arise out of those thoughts. Suffering is literally an immediate just stop sign to your life. Like, just hold up the stop. Because if you're sitting there suffering, you are creating, or really you're not creating, any time or any space for forward movement. Now, this doesn't include grieving. I'm not talking about grieving. I'm talking about suffering, which shows up a lot in the blame, in the victimhood. Why me? Doesn't serve you. And I've been there. I know, I know what it's like to say, why me? I know what it's like to just wallow in my own self-pity. I know what it's like to just beat myself up and suffer about it. I get it. And it's so silly when I look back. It really is. And because I continue to do the work, I have to make sure I catch myself and I don't fall into that. But very rarely do I suffer. And because of that, I have this outlook on life where really it talks into the other principles that I mentioned before. It allows me to take 100% responsibility for my life. It allows me to move fast. It allows me to have certainty. But suffering is literally paralyzing yourself. And next time you're in a situation that isn't ideal, 
think to yourself, what do I need to do in order to change this? What's in my control here? What can I do? Who can I talk to? What action can I take? How is my thinking about this not helping me? How can I change my thinking? By asking yourself those types of questions, you're removing yourself from the suffering state and you're putting yourself in a position to take action. I'm not here to say that life is always rainbows and unicorns and all of that. Life has challenges. How do you bounce back from the challenge? How do you rise to the occasion? This is how you build emotional resilience. This is how you're able to go through a tough time and be able to work through it clearly with certainty as opposed to just wallowing in it, as opposed to just getting swallowed up by it. Think about that. When you're focused on what you can control, when you're thinking about ways that you can take action, think differently, speak differently, that is going to allow you to, again, have your power and not give it to anybody else. My challenge to you, and it really is a challenge. It takes a lot to do this. My challenge to you is to go in your bathroom or anywhere where you have a mirror. Situate yourself in front of the mirror. Look yourself in your own eyes. What do you see? What are the thoughts that are coming up? And notice how many of these thoughts are rooted in suffering, where you're just causing yourself pain, sadness. Think about that. And once you find your answer, and if your answer is yes, that you are doing that, that you are suffering or experiencing suffering, how can you change your perspective about it? What's the actual truth there? What can you do? And can you commit to doing that thing? Because if you do, that's how you dig yourself right out of that hole. And once you dig yourself out of that hole, you dust yourself off and you start moving in your true direction. Well, guess what? You just build emotional resilience and that stuff stays with you through many of the hard times, which I'm sure you've experienced at least these last two years because been a lot of stuff out there. So climb out and know that suffering is a choice. And the last one I'm going to leave you with, number five. It's the beginning of the year. You have goals. I get it. But what type of goals do you have? One of the biggest problems I see is that majority of people have outcome goals. I want to lose X amount of weight. I want to have this partner. I want to have this job. Whatever it may be, it's an outcome goal. And the problem with outcome goals are that if you don't get the outcome, you're devastated. However, the way you actually fix that is by changing 
from thinking about a outcome-based goal and now focus on a process-based goal. Very similar to what I talked about in the last example. A process-based goal means that you are having a certain amount of steps put in place so that you're likely to get the outcome if you were to do all those things. For example, in like weight loss, in the weight loss example I gave before, if your goal is to lose 40 pounds, and let's say we're gonna put 40 pounds in a realistic time category, let's call it like 40 pounds in, let's say six months. Like you, you have a lot of weight to lose, six months. It's attainable, right? But if your goal is strictly 40 pounds in six months, there's so much room for error within there. So what a process goal would say is, what are the things required for you to do from a habit standpoint to be able to get to releasing 40 pounds once that six month mark comes around. So what would the daily habits look like? Maybe you tell yourself, hey, I'm going to first build awareness. I'm going to take the first week or two just to build awareness around how many steps I take a day, around what my meals are like, the quality of them. I'm going to build awareness around where are pains in my body? Where are the aches? Where are the imbalances? Where am I tight? You might take some time to see, okay, what do I have access to? What are my resources, right? And then with all that information, you might start to say, okay, now starting week two, every day I'm going to walk for 20 minutes. And then each week, I'm going to add five minutes to it, or I'm going to add distance to the walk. But you know you're going to walk every day. You know what? I'm going to start eliminating certain foods. I'm going to eliminate the white dairy, the white sugar, the fake white table salt, right? White flour. Say you're going to eliminate those four things. Well, you'd have a checklist. After seven days, how many days did you go without having them? Well, shit, if you're six out of seven consistently, you're probably going to be putting yourself in a good position to lose that weight over that time, right? Let's say... You tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to manage my stress because I know if I'm stressed, that's when I go and I try to eat something that I shouldn't eat. So I'm going to do something to manage my stress. So part of the awareness would be, all right, what are my triggers? What do I find that gets me upset and want to go to that food that doesn't serve me? And then once you know what that thing is, you build a practice for when that thing comes up or you just have this built in. So that you can just be chilling as often as possible in a good mindset. So it might be, hey, I'm just going to take two times per day to breathe deeply for three minutes. (sighs) Just deep breaths for three minutes. That's it. That person did that and was consistent with all those things day in and day out. And started to add new things as their ability started to go up. Adding resistance training, adding different types of workouts, 
changing up the diet in the way as they're learning what works for them, trying different stress management techniques. If they're doing that consistently, day in and day out, there is no doubt in my mind that that person is going to reach their goal because of the consistency of it. The consistency is the most important part. And that's why it's the process. The way this showed up for me in 2021, again, book is a great example of it. I had a process. Hey, I'm spending this much time today to work on it. And if I showed up to those slots every time, well, shoot, stuff got done really fast. So notice all of these things work synergistically. If you incorporate all of these things at the same time, you get an exponential benefit to your own well-being, to your own productivity, to your health, to all things life. So my invitation to you for this fifth rule is to think about your goals right now. Bring them up. Are these outcome goals? If they are, how can you change it to a process goal? What are the things that you can track day in and day out that allows you to know that you're moving in the right direction, that you're getting things done? If you do that, you're going to have exponentially more success than if you just focus on, oh, here's this outcome I want, right? What you can measure can get managed. So as you measure these things, you can start to see, all right, what tweaks do I need to make? What do I need to add? What do I need to take away? What's working? What's not working? What's effective? What's ineffective? And then from there, you can just tweak your process. And you can just whoop, take a little turn, but still be going right towards your goal. It's important that you focus on the process. Trust the process. I don't know how much is working out for the 76ers, but that's a whole other story. We'll leave that for another podcast. I appreciate you taking this time. Remember, these are five principles, tools, thought processes, call it what you want, that you can take with you in 2022 to get so much more done and to make the year what you desire it to be. Remember, number one, take 100% responsibility for yourself. Two, have certainty. Three, move fast. Four, suffering is a choice. And five, Focus on the process, not the outcome. I appreciate you. Make 2022 the year you want it to be. Thank you for listening all the way through. Again, you can find my book, You Can Too, on Amazon. Always appreciate the love. I hope this is the year of all years. You Can Too.